0: The period of civil war has ended. It's definitely an improvement, and totally not a lateral move. Join Ambassador Plek Dexeter and his intrepid crew as they explore astounding new worlds, discover their heroic destinies, and meet weird bug creatures and stuff. This is
1: Mission to Zix.
0: Mission to Zix, an improvised science fiction podcast. That's CYXX, launching September 6th. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com backslash big guy. Look, here's more more stuff for Audible. This is what you need to do. If you like podcasts, sometimes you run out of stuff because you listen to your favorite ones. So what me and the big guy like to do, we read books, but we read them by listening to them while we drive in our cars or if we work out or just going around the house so by going to this keeps the podcast going gives us some credibility and will enhance your brain so go to audibletrial.com backslash big guy so we get the credit over 180,000 titles to choose from on your iPhone, Android, Kindle, MP3 player I know big guy's got a book coming out soon you might want to check that out there's all sorts of wrestling stuff there I listened to Daniel Bryan's book on tape that was pretty good but do it again audibletrial.com backslash big guy yeah sorry I can't maybe I need to read more teach Pat Buck how to, how to do a, a live read for podcast book. Somebody write that. In addition to that, I have something serious to ask you guys. Eh, not that serious, but it would really, really, really help us out. Uh, go to podcast.study. Uh, and what that is, is they're doing a little survey to see, uh, taking a survey here. Uh, they want to see what what our listeners like and helps us with the advertising, whatever it is so if you go to podcast.study look it'll take two minutes of your time give me a screenshot you can hit me up on twitter I will answer you direct link show me buck never stops write it to me uh, I'll give you a shout out on the podcast or I'll give you a free hug when I see you but podcast.study helps the algor- alg- fucking a. algorithm algorithm I, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm not I, I, I can do this I can do this focus podcast.study help us out enjoy the show
1: The following advertisement has been paid for by the Big Guy Rideback. Are you hungry? You know I'm so hungry, Big Guy. Hey, Mark. What brings you here? I'm just here to hang out with my all-time favorite superstar of all time. What brings you here? Well, I'm doing a paid advertisement for Feed Me More Nutrition, available at FeedMeMore.com. Big Guy, that is music to my ears. Do you tell the people about your Iso-Hungry Grass-Fed whey protein isolate the best tasting protein on the market wake up unlimited energy the strongest pre-workout on the market and the big guy all natural testosterone booster my personal fave big guy you're on to something with this Feed Me More Nutrition it is some top quality stuff well thank you Mark it is Feed Me More Nutrition premium quality the highest quality supplements on the market today available now at feedmemore.com but wait there's more just for being a listener of Conversation with the Big Guy, you can now save 10%. That's right. Save 10% at feedmemore.com on all Feed Me More merchandise and apparel and Feed Me More Nutrition with discount code PODCAST10. P O D C A S T 1 0. Podcast 10. Thank you, guys. Ladies and gentlemen. And right now, I'd like to introduce. Whoa, 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 whoa. A guy who lost his smile. A guy who took his brain and walked away from millions of dollars. He hails from Sin City. He. Ah, damn it. That's enough for you two. Shut up. You're. Uh, I, I think he's, uh, I think he said fired. Shut up! Pet slap my ass! It's time for conversation with the big guy, pal! ha 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 ha! Welcome to Conversation with the Big Guy. I am the Big Guy Ryback, and I'm sitting here with the one, Pip Beck. And we're back on another episode of
0: Conversation with the Big Guy. We're actually here in Orlando now. Special edition WrestleMania weekend. It's kind of awkward that we're, uh, you know, we, we started this podcast in a hotel room
1: drinking, then we did the week to week thing, and now we're back in a. It's know, awkward uh, looking to you in the eyes now. No, I, I don't know. I'm to... used to having the FaceTime and, and not really <laughs> just kind of doing my own thing in my house, but. As we drink and just talk, but uh, here we are. We're back to our beginning once again. Sure. But we're not in New York. We're in Orlando, and uh, as we speak, it's a WrestleMania weekend. Uh, we had a bunch of appearances and everything this week, but I think we always stick to our format some way or another. So with that said, you guys, check out Feed Me More Nutrition, available on FeedMeMore.com, and now now available on Amazon with their Amazon-free Prime shipping, guys. Check them at Feed Me More Nutrition on uh, Amazon now. Wake Up It's Feeding Time, the motivational book by the big guy Ryback. Also available on Amazon in paperback, Kindle, and Audible. Uh, that's all I got this week. Any upcoming appearances? I thought you had that. Ah, I guess, yeah, we uh, got our appearances. We don't want to skip those. Oh, why or do you... we want to skip one of those? No,
0: it's fine. Oh, While you wait for that, April 29th, uh, we just finished a big show here, but April 29th, Starland Ballroom, WrestleProOnline.com. I believe we have uh, now a current Hall of Famer, Diamond Dallas Page, uh, some piece of shit, Hornswoggle, Moose, uh, <laughs> a whole bunch of stuff, but get your tickets at WrestleProOnline.com
1: or StarlandBallroom.com. And that's all I have. And Friday, April 7th, Come see the big guy Ryback for an autograph signing at IWC High Stakes. Also appearing, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. So come on out, guys. They got a great card. That's at the Wheeling Island Casino, Friday, April 7th here. Autograph signing is at 6 p.m. Event starts at 8.15 p.m. And then also we have uh, Saturday, April 8th. Pittsburgh, PA, IWC Wrestling. The big guy Ryback will be performing live. Also, an autograph signing that day. Also, correct? I believe so. And then the following night, Heroes and Legends Wrestling, Fort Wayne, Indiana. Come on out. Blah 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 blah. And that's it. Yeah, those sound better than the. I-, I like you reading naturally than reading off the the old phone. It's a lot of pressure in here tonight. I don't know why. I, I feel like so. I feel like I'm our- being watched. I feel like our flow's a little off. I don't know. It's really. <laughs> I think it's just being in this uh, in the hotel room again once in, I'm used to doing the old FaceTime. Yeah. it's uh, This is a lot different, but... A lot happened this week, so I think it's... Uh, had a great weekend last weekend, too. You want to start there? Did the old California loop. I drove the eight hours there and uh, took the old big guy truck, the old Dodge Ram 1500, and uh, got to wrestle... Uh, I was supposed to wrestle Chris Masters, but I think there was a little conflict with uh, a double booking. Okay. And uh, I was pleasantly surprised when uh, old EC3 walked in the building. Okay. And uh, Ethan Carter III, uh, also known as Derek Bateman uh, from the WWE, and uh,
0: so you guys wrestled plenty of times before, correct? We,
1: we've wrestled before. We've wrestled in WWE, I think, a couple times in, uh, in developmental, and uh, I have not seen him in, in some time. And it was uh, when I was told I was going to be wrestling him. It was uh, it was a good night. It was like a night off. And, uh, but it was, uh, the Derek Bateman, uh, Memorial street fight. Uh, I, I believe he called me out on and, uh,
0: he actually said that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> we fought it. We actually, a great moment happened. We fought into the crowd and, uh, I grabbed him. There was a grandma and a little kid and I, uh, said to the kid, give him a chop. And, uh, the kid kicked him in the dick. All right. I forgot <laughs> to tell you this. And, uh, it was, it, uh, he says the kid missed it. I, I, it looked like a solid kick to That's me, right. yeah. So, um, and a grandma just laughed hysterically, <laughs> and the whole crowd. I'm just like, "What the hell?" We, I grabbed him, we got back in the ring, and uh, it was a good time. And then the following night in Salinas, California, I uh, another another big guy versus big guy matchup. I apologize. No, You're slowly ruining the. rest I got of your my career. standard big guy cut off now, up and over duck two cross body. I bounce off the guy and uh, followed up a little splash, and I'm in the heat. All right. Oh, uh, just reaching up to the to the fans in the upper deck and then I look and just see a ceiling. Uh but you know, I keep that mentality. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat always said to sell up. So I uh I sell up to the ceiling now. Okay. And that promotion is for, for people listening, for Kirk White, who not a lot of people
0: know is actually kind of it's weird. He's an agent pro wrestling too. He actually Sting and Brett are his main clients, but he's always running great
1: shows and Great shows. I actually Big Mike over in Northeast Wrestling, Kirk over in uh, California. I mean, we had we had really solid turnouts, and uh, it was a lot of fun. It was worth the drive, and um, I'm glad we did it. So thank you for that, and everyone that came out to those.
0: Actually, this is a pretty decent I'll segue here. But uh, Big Mike, who is Mike Lombardi for N E W. Now, him, Kirk White, they do a lot of shows that are that draw. Most indie fans aren't really aware of these promotions because they don't cater to that smart fan base. But there's fucking thousands of people that go to these shows, which is a crazy way to think of it. And these guys know wrestling. Um, Actually, Cody made the comparison, said, I'm kind of like Big Mike in a way because Mike Lombardi was very close with his dad. But he's actually best friends with Jerry Lawler. And his two clients were Lawler and Dusty. And he made the comparison that I... uh, that you're my Lawler and I take care of you a little bit better.
1: <laughs> but every now and then I bring in, you know, I bring well, in roads. We're in joint ventures ventures together now, <laughs> so I feel like it's in both of our best interests to to take care of each other. But, you know, I'll do the intermission match still. I'm okay with that. But what I want to say, though, is, uh, you know,
0: post-WWE, because I think this is something you want to talk about, is that people think that if, unless you're working for a Ring of Honor or a PWG, or evolve that careers aren't going well. And it's actually the complete, I don't wanna say opposite, but some of the more well-known places do not, they're they're not exactly, I don't wanna say the highest paying places, but kind of, yeah, kind of no. So people don't see the exposure level because the smart fans have put things out online. So they assume that you're either wrestling for not popular places or crappy independence and that couldn't be further from the truth.
1: Yeah. And, and we're going to go in more in depth on all that and and whatnot. But I think dude, it's just people, I think, don't see you on TV and they don't, they think you don't exist anymore. And if they're not able to see, they don't know what you're doing. though you must not be doing well. Mm-hmm. So, and, and like we said, that couldn't be any further from the truth and, and whatnot, but um, booked every weekend. And in all the promotions, the majority, I should say, that we've we've worked with have been great, and the turnouts have been great, and um, families and, and the promoters and everyone has been really happy with it. So, But see, not even for yourself. It's
0: actually a misconception for those that actually do wrestle in these places because, unfortunately, the way it is with being an indie wrestler is you look for all this buzz wherever you can, you know, in the, quote, cool places. Yeah. And what happens is these guys who aren't making a considerable amount of money will actually lower their rate significantly for the bus. Oh, really? Yes. And they lead, they'll actually work for their lowest rate for these places and then come back to people. Horrible such, business sense. People such as myself, people like Lombardi, people like Kirk White, and they try to make their rate overinflated because, well, I'm being talked about. So it's almost like a weird circle where people assume, oh, they must be doing so well, and it's like, that's not the case. It's such a weird circle Almost shitty
1: dynamic that, yeah. that occurs, and just promoters and promotions taking advantage of people, like they always have. Pretty much, that's exactly what it so. is. And, but they, then wrestlers act like Mark sometimes and do it because they want that buzz. They, they and, want that buzz, yeah. and hoping that'll lead to an NXT thing. Hoping it leads to you this, create to that. buzz wherever you go. It doesn't need to go be uh, for a certain promotion, sure. So, but people, people do what they want to do and whatnot. So, but um, let's talk about this week. So. This was a fun-filled week. This was. I got to wrestle Colt Cabana this week. Uh, that was something we 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 were supposed to have a match a while back for you, one of your shows, and it was actually right. canceled. Yeah. And uh, you know, WrestleMania weekend here, and, and with WrestleCon and everything going on, and they uh, WrestlePro, we we had a nice turnout. You know, yeah, I'm still alive. I didn't kill myself. It was a uh, profitable it was show. It profitable was a uh, show. Around almost seven hundred, I believe. Yeah, and right? I, we, you know, I'm sure online rumors people... were circulating around the building. Had Colt Cabana versus Ryback been the main event, that it probably would have been a capacity sellout. But I mean, it's that's just what I heard. I go, guys, come on, it's not the reason. But you know, well, I got to say that it was a weird dynamic there because I really assumed
0: that from beginning to end that you would be complete heel with the, with all these you know, smarky fans in town and the energy in that building. I don't, I don't know. It was was definitely different. It was a mix. It was a lot of uh, Cody said this
1: way. He said there, it was a very Japanese crowd. Yeah, that was exactly, they were watching, but it was, I couldn't figure I, the matches prior. I was just like, it was, it was very awkward. Yep. But they, you look and they're all watching and everything. But they would react to certain things, even the, things that I wanted to expect them to react to. They got they really loud for Yeah. and then but then it would get really quiet. And I think it's, and that was a bigger, bigger room. Huge. It yeah. wasn't like so. I, I was, it was. like it's not small. So I and, it was, and the and the lighting was good. I thought great. It, so like so sometimes if it's too bright, the crowd will be quiet mm-hmm. because they. People it's feel the, awkward not because they're watching it, yeah. fake fighting and making noise for it. <laughs> uh, but you know the light, the lighting was all appropriate and whatnot. So, um, but the, the, I noticed that, and I told you out there, and it, and it was a, it was a good reaction. And, and you, we had some people out there that were uh, that that hated me. Mm-hmm. That in which I believe our, our buddy was it Mike Johnson. So
0: basically, Mike Johnson was there in attendance. He plugs a lot of the major events, and and I, dare I say, next to Meltzer, he's probably one of the.
1: The leading. How candidate. many wrestling matches has Meltzer had again? Zero. Okay.
0: Okay. So, uh, but Mike's always done things in a positive light. Yeah. Let's just say that. So Meltzer will put in his own opinion and a lot of, oftentimes negative. Mike kind of knows how to, how to support. Seems like a more opinion. positive individual. Yeah. Very yeah. good dude. Um, but he sat in front of two,
1: uh, non, non Ryback supporters. Hated my guts, I believe. Yeah, I believe that's those were the words. Yeah. And, uh, he conducted a little interview with me today and, um, informed me that he goes, when the match started, these two gentlemen could not have hated me anymore, like legitimately just hated me. And again, have never met me or know me. But um, he said by the end of the match, after uh, watching the big guy wrestle on an independent show, they were standing and cheering for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, he was just like, asked me some questions for his interview about that and uh, how he feels I could I could win people over doing what I'm doing on the independents right now and, and having the longer matches and being able to to, to do more, show more. Mm-hmm. But I, and I remember I told him, I was just like, I'm not doing anything differently outside of a suicide dive. But like, I've done all this in WWE on live events and in, when I was allowed to do things. But I think people just have this perception of... Sure. Of... And that's it. And uh, But it was okay. a great... Tommy Dreamer had great compliments for me all weekend. The same thing, like, just... He's seen me from day one, and uh, that he was just impressed with the attitude and going out there. And I was just like, "Well, it's the same thing. It doesn't matter where you go. It's the same speed. Like, mm-hmm. you can't. It's you know, you give it, you give it everything you got, no matter no matter what the surroundings are. And like I told you, like I, it's selling to the masses. Even though when I look up, I'm I'm now selling to a ceiling. Yeah. Uh, the you know, it, but it's the same in my head it's still in the big arenas you you have to you have to keep it that way and um it was a great weekend and i look forward to uh, we talked about there there's been a lot of negative articles on me out there and stuff Uh yeah a couple <laughs> yeah and like in particular we talked about one the sportster yeah and uh and and you if you type in ryback sportster and look mm-hmm. it is isn't like now, I don't they write negative articles to begin with a sure. lot of them bond, but they cover like baseball football so they you know they cover well, legitimate they do. yeah I know that yeah and then but like one of the the ones uh one of the recent ones is I am the number one failure on the independents. and uh Cody is the number one success
0: it wasn't what was it like fifteen people after something like that yeah
1: like WWE. the fifteen the like fifteen there were the fifteen most successful or fifteen most biggest failures on the independence in two thousand seventeen and I was the number one failure and out of, it was just you go and read it and like it was just you're like, Wow like what was the reasoning? There's no that nobody wants me. Mm-hmm. I'm apparently this guy did no homework on the situation and that uh nobody wants Ryback on the independence either. And um there was really that was just it was a small article Mm -hmm. just on my part. Like there was just no, but didn't mention things like
0: kind of alluded to before that, because you know, Oh, he's, he hasn't been here, here,
1: here. Yeah. That was one of the things it was, he, you know, he hasn't wrestled for, for PWG for ring of honor, um, new Japan and this and that. And, uh, jesus christ R- by the way rusev okay. sending multiple messages during the podcast <laughs> as i'm trying to frantically turn the beeper off thanks rusev uh what's the word um but and that's what we were talking about just because you haven't wrestled for these promotions and, and who's the people don't know the reason like we've talked, I've left for my own reasons and Mm -hmm. the creative reasons and, and wanting to do outside ventures and whatnot. And like, I'm having the time of my life financially, I'm doing better than I ever have wrestling. Mm -hmm. So what, like, how does that make me a failure? And like motivational book, successful podcast, successful supplement line wrestling every weekend. And I was just looking at no mention of any of that stuff and booked, consistently almost every weekend Mm -hmm. and I was so how does that make me the biggest failure on the independence and it's like the guy I actually I told you the guy had his name and was able he was on Twitter and I actually shot him a message yeah and we're not going to acknowledge his name and it wasn't a mean message it was just presented some facts to him and just said you know I really you know you're not just a fan saying things you're on a platform where you influence people Uh and I said I I go "I, I don't appreciate you putting out an image of me. That's not true. I go, had you done your homework and provided facts? That's another story. I go, did you just, you just gave your opinion. I go, you've never met me. You've never talked to me. You don't know what I'm doing. You don't, you don't know financially how I'm doing. And I, I go, God forbid you check more more.com. And I have my schedule up there. A lot of them are the Facebook. And it was just the guy apologized and he goes, he, but he, he said, you know, oh, I didn't put you at number one. So the sportster did, but he wrote the piece. And I just okay, like just passing the box. Yeah, he was just yeah. And I just I said my piece and I blocked him and that was it. But there's other articles by other guys on there, and it's. it was just like, it sucks that these people have reach on this stuff, and there's people that read this stuff and they take it as fact mm-hmm. because it's on a platform like that and whatnot. And it was it's just unfortunate, but all I do is just keep being successful, keep doing what I'm doing. It just sucks when you're doing all the right things. And you're happy. And then you see people are going to talk bad about you one way or the other. But when people of like ju- that are so-called journalists are doing it, I don't understand it. And it's always the people that don't know me. And it's just, I don't. And I also think it's a lot of, uh, I think it's a little bit ignorant where people think that there's one degree,
0: just independent wrestling wise. Not, I mean, not alluding to all the other things going on. Yeah. Uh, like I understand that's just kind of being ignorant or uninformed but people allude to being successful just in that perception that indie buzz mindset where you know it has to be this way and there's no way that someone could be successful outside of doing it in this buzzworthy smarky kind of way and yeah. it's just kind
1: of like that's not that's not real that's not a, that's not a thing no. but people like we said like like so Cody you know Cody Rhodes left WWE more of a he was trying to Fix his image, his you know, in 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 he go back to Cody and and alter his brand essentially, and he wasn't being given that opportunity in WWE, and so he's on a mission, you know, to what's the word uh, to? And that's what he wants. He wants to 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 rebuild Cody, sure, and and whatnot from from after the stardust stuff, and 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 he's he understands the buzz from how the things work, so he's he's doing very well, and he's doing awesome, and he's he's on a mission for that. I left for completely different reasons mm-hmm. and it was, it's to do a lot of these outside things. And like this last year has been just like organizing my life and a lot of different things and in wrestling to wrestle, to have fun. I'm not worried about I, I left TV mm-hmm. in a good position as far like, as far as my standing, it wasn't, the buzz does not concern me because I'm not trying to get buzz to go anywhere. I'm doing this just to have fun. Mm -hmm. And while I do my other business ventures, so, and keep myself sharp enough in the ring and continue to try to slowly improve and whatnot. So, um, that's, you got to take your reason, the reasoning into, into account for all that, which a lot of these places don't do that. And also with, uh,
0: with that, because it was your picture and it was that Cody is doing the best. And for me, from knowing a lot of the people on the list, or see, there are a lot of people who are not doing a good job managing the career, and I'm not going to mention their names yeah. post WWE, and uh, I actually feel bad, like feel bad for them because they've made poor decisions, but that's just what what they've done. And you guys have both been exceptional in different ways. Yeah, it's just a shame that people look at it one sided. But there's uh, there are a couple guys that I wish you know could be doing better,
1: but you know they make weird choices or. I don't know. Just yeah. one of those things. We had a, It was a great weekend, though, signing, too. The WrestleCon, the, it's amazing the difference, too. We talked about this. We had old fake news Bennett in for the old WrestleCon. And uh, the most fun signings I've had, I think, to date. And it w- WWE access was across the street. But the we were talking about this, the difference with the fans sure. is uh it was just night and day. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's because the people that WrestleCon attracts, are more just wrestling fans in general. Where a lot of times WWE fans they get those people too. They may too. not be, even be aware of anything. They're aware of just TV wrestling. The ones that WrestleCon have to seek out, like oh yeah, look, look what's happening. And, and, and they're and it's it's a huge. They have a ton of people there, so there's a lot of options. So lines typically don't get overly long at one time, even though you'll always have a flow of people, yeah. but there's not the long waits. And, but like everybody's in such a good mood and it's like just all positivity. And it's just it was a great time.
0: Very respectful fans. It seemed like,
1: yeah, uh, top to bottom. And, uh, minus the one, the, uh, our good buddy, okay. Who, uh, we won't mention by name yeah. because he doesn't deserve it quite frankly, but that was a, uh, do you want to set that up? Yeah, I mean, there's, in a similar fashion, the way uh,
0: the articles were written, that there's another, there's people that just try to rile up any sort of negative attention they can to kind of benefit whatever article or show or podcast or YouTube, whatever it is that they're doing, and it's almost like they don't care how insulting or low they have to go as long as they get a few more clicks on it, as long as... Hey, someone listens to it and go tweets it out. They, they feel like they win, yeah, and this guy has kind of done this game of insulting, apology, and then insulting, and then apology, and then the guy that has his own show right has his own show yeah. and it, it almost came to a point where like the last time, and I, I knew none of this, but then the last situation we talked about this, I think with the, with the charging for a
1: podcasting, have we ever said anything about this or no, no, I don't think I've ever charged any money for an interview uh throughout my entire career. No, I mean uh, but like we talked about the situation
0: I believe in a past episode. I a little my bit. sources around here are saying yes. Yes. Uh but we dress that but the thing is that after that they very apologetic. I'm like, "Okay, maybe he maybe he means that. I
1: didn't get a chance to respond to this person." And then 2 weeks later they had a they had something insulting. And they they it's had it's where so. I was a uh, they did a parody of me being a guest on the show and mm-hmm. and and just making fun the whole yep. time and in it was. it's just going back and forth, that bipolar, of like, oh, I'm sorry, but no, I'm not. I'm going to insult you again. Oh, I'm sorry. So anyways, I get, believe our good buddy was getting ready, Mike Johnson, to do the interview. Yeah, so signing all day long was going great. Thank you to everybody, by the way, that came out to WrestleCon. And uh, it was great turnout for the entire convention. And yeah, uh, We had a lot of good people helping us, too. Brawler, brawler 145 <laughs> pre-sold, uh, killed it. <laughs> Fucking in Brooklyn Brawler, ladies and gentlemen, if if he's booked in your town, please go and see him. He's uh, biggest pre-sale, biggest pre-sale in, in the history of WrestleCon and uh, just killing it. And uh, it's great to see a guy like the Brooklyn Brawler just doing so good.
0: <laughs> so everything's peaceful and there'll be waves of uh, and the fans come in waves. It'll be busy for 20 minutes, slow down for five, yeah. busy for another 10 and uh, Mike Johnson came over, and I don't believe you guys ever met before. No. And he, you know, he's like, "Oh, you know, can I, can I? Are any of them available? Meaning you or Wade?" And I'm like, well, "Let me see you, whatever." And right when I said, "Like, I think, I think, yeah, Ryback wants to talk to you," but just as we're about to
1: go over, is when our buddy, that this guy that is online and from the pod from his show, comes up to my to me at the table. Yeah. And, uh, I'm looking at him. I I, like, cause I knew what the guy's face looked like and I'm thinking like, where do I know this guy from? And I go, Hey, and, uh, he then tells me his name and like instantly just. The guy saw the marker close. Like you put the cap. Yeah. The whole, the entire demeanor changed right then and there. Cause it was like, Hey buddy. Cause I didn't know who he was. And then like, Oh, and then it, yeah, the entire mood kind of changed. And, uh, because obviously you can't, there's not going to be any physicality. And, um, uh, <laughs> as much as I, I've told you the pit of spikes yeah. death to these certain people that, that, you know, the thoughts that go through the head, but obviously we, we cannot conduct those sorts of activities in society today. Do you want to explain the pit of spikes? I don't know if people have a visual of, I think mortal combat esque. like, I am thinking just more to, you know, very early man days, you know, the, 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 the Roman gladiator days, you know, the Kings and Queens and, just the pit of spikes that, uh, death by spike. Right. And, uh, there's certain people in this world that you just look at that, that you just want to throw down that fucking pit of spikes <laughs> and, uh, you would be doing the world a good favor Dexter style. But the, uh, that kind of filled my brain when I saw him, but obviously I get angry and then calm down. And, uh, he again apologized for everything. And rather than just F you this and that, and just go off that way, I tried to be as intelligent as I can and inform him just how he's on a platform, influencing people on how he could still be entertaining, but not rip people that he's never met or doesn't know and doesn't know what they've been through. And, um, and he he seemed to understand, but our the guy Dave, destructive Dave, Frank the Tank, who was uh, by me working with us this weekend, actually caught his buddy or probably the producer with uh, trying to trying record to the because they probably thought I would be like, oh no problem, man, yeah, hey we're cool, yeah talk shit about me, and uh, but he caught him and, and got the camera off and and you know I told him my piece. And, uh, very stern while fatherly talk. Yeah, yeah. While he was, uh, holding his beer can walking around the convention. Yeah. I think he had liquid courage. I think he, he had him- the hat on too, that with the gimmick that straw, okay. the old beer hat. <laughs> I believe that's how I remember him now with the wife beater on and the really shitty chest hair. And, uh, yeah, I, you know, I told him what I thought and, and in a nice way. And uh, left it to that. Then he asked me, he goes, is it cool if we get a picture? Mm-hmm. Uh, which I did think about saying, yeah, $20. Yeah. Um, but I didn't even, I knew what he was going for because he would have instantly posted that picture. Sure. Like, oh, yeah, I, I talk all this shit about this guy. And then he takes a picture. It would have picture.
0: been either we're cool now or fuck this guy, yeah. blah, 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 And blah, I just
1: blah. said, no, you're not getting a picture. And and that was that. So, um, But a lot of negativity from people this week. But again, you just take it for motivation and you just... Keep doing what you're doing. And uh, hate's always going to be out there. The more successful you are, the more people seem to want to hate you and whatnot. But I, like I said before, one mark at a time, Pat. Mm-hmm. We just we alter them. We change their mood one mark at a time. And uh, it, uh, keep it fighting make, the good fight. Make me laugh a couple times where people would put over the podcast talking to you and you would every single time go, that's Pat Buck. I, it, I, it, a good diffuser is a good way to kind of, oh, have you met Pat Buck? And, and 50% be like, oh, thank you. And there's been... Wait, 50%? who? Yeah, the other fifty
0: percent were like, what, "What the fuck do you mean?" I'm there's
1: like, another oh. voice on that. You're not just talking to yourself the whole time.
0: <laughs> Legit, half of them no idea what you meant.
1: They think I just changed my voice and talked to myself and doing the interview with myself the entire or show. Or it's a different person every week. It yeah, I was like,
0: wow, that was fucking
1: mind blowing. Like the oh. couple times where like, I was, I in get show. not
0: getting the name, like doesn't register, but not getting the fact, like oh yeah, there's another person on the podcast. Hey, I like it too. You're over their head.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was blown away by that. It, uh, but that's just the way it is. I, I don't. I. I. You'll probably end up being more popular than me by the time this is all said and oh, done. That's the plan. I think it's slowly. Some fans are already, <laughs> already have already realized that. Jesus, this ride, that guy. Any uh, interest? Shit. Any interesting happenings
0: from people coming up this weekend? Any unique souls? <laughs> I'm trying to
1: think. There was a. Do you have recall any off the top of your head? Um, I do remember the tattoo fella. That's right. I believe the man from Germany, right? Yeah. Uh, and his, his girlfriend, I believe was with him quite the looker. Uh, seriously though. Um, but yeah, he had a feed me more tattoo on his bicep. I actually have, uh, I met this guy or not didn't meet him. He sent, sent me this picture online. Okay. Maybe a year, year and a half ago, year and a half ago, maybe. And, uh, he is a full blown Feed Me More believer. Mm-hmm. And uh that's cool. I think it's I think that's a kind of a sign that you've made it when somebody gets a tattoo of you on there. It's pretty fucking mind blowing. Yeah. It's um That was a pretty good tattoo. It was, was like, it, I cool. thought it was an awesome tattoo. Yeah. And, you know, I'm a little partial to it, but it, it was well done. I'm not saying yeah, it's like cool or it added. wasn't cool <laughs> because of the feed me more, but uh it was uh it was definitely impressive. Hell of a bicep on the guy. I actually got a lot of shit when I posted the bicep of that that guy before on the old uh on my Instagram. A lot of fans ripped me apart thinking I got it on my own arm and that it my arm was small. Uh, okay. and I was just like you can't post any that's why I said today can't I win. could post a picture of, you know, of balloons and just happy children and with Jesus overlooking them and I would just get ripped to fuck you you piece of shit blah blah blah. It's just what it is social media so And you had a special guest that came up it was nice for Biggie Biggie to make it Biggie Biggie and Kofi Kingston actually of the New Day showed up to the the WrestleCon convention just unannounced mm-hmm. and you know surprisingly not a lot of people recognized them but, but but old <laughs> fake news Bennett caught him right away and uh, brought him on over and and they were nice to take usually guys once you leave WWE The other guys are always, you know, they'll be cool texting and calling and whatnot, or if they see you outside of something. But usually at a wrestling convention, when people are taking pictures, they kind of, they might not want to get any heat or anything like that. And Biggie and Kofi, just two stand-up guys, didn't give a shit, came over, having a good time with us. And uh, it was great to see them. Two great guys. You can see that picture on your... On my Instagram account. Yeah. The big guy right back, 22. And yeah, big shout out to the New Day, you know, hosting WrestleMania. We'll talk about that next week. One girl I thought that was inter- thing that was interesting i don 't know if you want to say this, but uh,
0: she had a request when she came up there nice young lady for you to uh, to take a certain kind of picture with her you
1: What was this? this?
0: she wanted you to kind of uh or the the
1: the beautiful lady that wanted me to hold her yes yeah, um, I noticed he didn't do so no actually again, but our good buddy fake news Bennett <laughs> formerly uh Wade Barrett bad news Barrett in the w w e uh sitting next to me uh, he likes to blast me from time to time when i 'm just trying to be mingle with my guest with the uh, fans and uh this woman asked me to uh pick her up and uh I took one good look and uh, it was early in the morning i hadn't you know we went from getting up and going in i hadn't warmed up or stretched all day and mm-hmm. you know but she has i guess she's has these images of me hoisting up Big Show and Mark Henry and Kane and the great Khali and and uh I took one look at her, and in my head, I just thought, fuck no. (laughs) Um, But an old Barrett, fake news Bennett, uh, said it was like all show no go, or uh, essentially that uh, the muscles were just for looks, Mm. and which uh, she kind of was like a little disappointed that I wasn't going to pick her up. But I don't think she was taken into account. And this is nothing I get like. Pretty lady, beautiful woman. Nothing. She was a little bit more on the rosemary side, if you know what I'm getting. I, you're putting it very kindly. She was. She was not a very petite. Wasn't a child by no. any means. Far from it. Yeah, I think. And uh, nothing beautiful. Solid, you know, wasn't wasn't heavy. Very pleasant lady, and. Uh, I just she wanted me to hoist her up in my arms like a strong man, I believe, yeah, like a cheerleader. Yeah. yeah, in which and I had to tell her, "I'm sorry, but you don't." When I do this, and it starts a trend, mm-hmm. that other other people want me to start picking them up, and, and which I've done with kids before. Yeah, I think And you I said got that. the bad shoulder, and it kills the shoulder every time. Mm-hmm. But I'll I'll throw a kid on my shoulder. Wait, does she want the shoulder <clears throat> like the macho? Oh, Liz, oh, or oh or that was going on. <laughs> we we were never going to get there. That's that's quite. I, I couldn't do that. She wanted the. Oh, just point blank. I would have, (laughs) she would have went right through the table. It was, it wasn't (laughs) happening. It was, uh, but it, it was, I, I felt, I felt fucking horrible because all this woman wanted was for me to pick her up and hold. Hold she's, like a baby. But let's be honest, she's never been picked up her entire life. She so this one guy, friends. she had this image of big, strong Ryback just fucking hoisting her up for the first time in her life, <laughs> sweeping her off her feet, and I I couldn't do the task. <laughs> she just, she didn't care how much money, and, uh, and I just... Leave it to old fake news Bennett to really rub rub the dirt and the wound um but uh she took a picture with me, and we were you know i i tried to make the situation as right as possible, but it was uh I would have been hurting we wouldn't be doing this podcast show no, right now if Bison. would have <laughs> 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 but yeah, no man what a week it's been a great weekend i'm I'm having a great time and uh can't wait to talk about uh, WrestleMania. I saw um, saw Sheamus of all people in the gym today. hadn't seen him since I left. That was impressive. I try to I try to that you went to
0: the gym. today. Oh, I did too. legs right after the sign. I I'm, I try to fake it the first two days. I'm like, okay. I went day I got here. Next day after that convention.
1: It's like seven, eight hours there. And it's like, you know, I got to do legs. I got to do cardio. In all honesty, though, the reason uh, I I took my wake up unlimited energy. When I got right, as soon as I got back, I literally uh, threw a scoop in the shaker and chugged it. And then I gave it about 20, 30 minutes. And then it just, when it hits, it hits. It lives up to the name every time. And uh, I got ready and then go to the gym and do my workout. So I just, I always keep my schedule no matter what. I'm used to it. Sure. You don't want to. But I saw Seamus in the gym and his eye looked horrible. He had the ladder, I guess he was telling me something, but it went all the way to his skull and it just missed his eye. And, uh, he's really lucky, but it just goes to show, you know, you know, being a wrestling superstar and whatnot, it it has its risk. And, uh, it was the same with Joey Mercury. We were talking about that. Like Joey, it just missed his eye when he did all the nose damage. And this was the same thing. Like the cut from his forehead, he said you could see his skull through really? it when they put the stitches and they lifted it up and like you could see all the way to his skull mm. so but it was actually really we talked for about 45 minutes so and uh it was great seeing i haven't seen any of the guys you know yeah in in a long time so mm. it was uh it was cool and uh, and what, we had a really good conversation so what uh
0: we talked before i don't know if you want to get into this about how access kind of runs you know Maybe not against WrestleCon, but there's huge differences in it.
1: I don't know if you wanted to go into Yeah, it no, there. that was it was something I definitely because I've always said and, and I think it's always important, nobody will ever take the entire thing that I say. Um they'll take the clips that they want to take to make the headlines and the clickbait they and did all that it today. They from um, an old episode. They there was something new up just because of It was like three weeks old or something and yeah. they brought they redid it just to, because it's so close to WrestleMania and whatnot. So WrestleMania access um, something that is always bothered, not only me, but it bothers every wrestler in WWE. Mm-hmm. And I brought this up before and I've always said, leaving there, I'm thankful for everything. And there's a lot of good in the WWE, but there's a lot of bad and, and it's things need to change with the times and they need to evolve certain things. And when you're in that system and you're an up and coming wrestler, the guys can't say anything. Sure. And you're, you're, you're living in Shawshank Redemption. You're you're in the cell like you you know what I mean. You speak up. Solitary confinement. Like mm-hmm. there's and that's a very real thing. You, you're you you can speak up if you're there. But it always bothered me. No one in a high position has ever really tried to you know what I mean. Stand up for what's best for the best interest of all the wrestlers. Everybody who's made the company what it is.
0: So this access stuff in
1: particular. Access in particular. Um, I remember. Two or three years ago, bringing up, uh, you know, WWE performers are not paid mm-hmm. at all for WWE access. Um, at least every guy that I know, and I never was. Okay. And uh, is
0: access just for Mania?
1: Or are they for other? People they people do. do they people? do it for other, like SummerSlam. SummerSlam. They'll have like the access for that. Okay. They'll have it occasionally for another one. If it's like for whatever it is. And you're talking about the, the the actual wrestling part or like the signings? No, the signings. So they have the fan access and it's it's for the fans to come and meet where they have the lines and to come in and to do the Elimination Chamber photos. and mm. it, it's, it's a really cool deal. And it, it's a good interaction period um, and whatnot. And I just, I brought up the point. Usually, you know, when you're an independent contractor and you're working for a company, every appearance that you have, it, you are paid for. Yeah. It's you're you are reimbursed for one way or the other. Mm-hmm. But WWE's never paid the wrestlers for access. And you're like, if you bring it up to that, it's like you're just.
0: What's the reason?
1: It's so uh, I was told when I brought this up that they do not profit from WWE um, fan access. And and then I found out they charge fifty five dollars a ticket. So what what would be the point of doing a fan access if they don't there's no point from from a business standpoint from a company that's publicly traded, it makes zero sense to do that if you're not making a profit from it. It's horse shit. Yeah, Yeah. it's a lie. Yeah. It's full blown bullshit. And they so but even if say even if they were, that's not on the wrestlers to pay that fee. Sure. That's from the company. Mm -hmm. So guys have Seven, eight, nine, 10, 11 appearances for two and three hour windows where they got to go do these signings on their day when they're prepping for the biggest day of their lives and whatnot. Guys and, have
0: to do more than one.
1: Oh, absolutely. Really? There's got, yeah. There's be times you have, you have four, five, six, seven. Fan accesses appearances over the course of a week while you're there because you get there the week before, and 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 then some guys always you know Brock Lesnar's never going to have one because no. he's not he not going to do that shit and he's not doesn't put it in his he probably gets it in his contract where he doesn't have to do it and whatnot but the majority of guys don't have a lot of say in it and they use them for that to rake in a profit and so that was something this week that just oh, it really bothered me all the time and I was you know we need to bring that up because people need to realize that these guys there they have to do this. They don't, they don't, everyone in that building is getting something except for the wrestlers and it's a great opportunity to meet and interact with the fans but we do that all the time. It's also a huge, incredible cash cow. Yeah. It is, and it's also- And they're selling merchandise in there the entire time. It is doing nothing but generating revenue. I mean- And, and and
0: exactly. Also, uh, I don't know if you want to if you want to stay on this for a little bit, but you're
1: the organization, I mean, just about this, or like how. Yeah, another problem they have with these things is, and everyone that comes to WrestleCon says the same thing two hour, three hour lines, and you don't even get to meet the guy you're in line for sometimes yeah. because they pull the guy and they bring in somebody, another superstar or a diva or a legend. So you go and you're waiting in line. You know, you could be the biggest Dolph Ziggler fan and you get there for Dolph Ziggler and you get in line three hours before. And it's just the line is going slow because these lines get really long. And, or you're there for Roman or whoever. And, and then the, the WWE reps, and they'll pull you right at your time mm-hmm. and take you out. And you don't have any, you might have another in appearance or you might have to go do something else. And they have another person coming in. And it's just there's rather than like cut the line at a certain point to make sure you're safe. And yeah. like, so and they, they don't, they're not good at that stuff. And I've had it happen to me different when me and Charlotte were doing a signing mm-hmm. at a Brooklyn Cyclones game. And I'll never forget. It was just so unorganized. And rather than like cut the line off at a certain point and let guys, these guys have to go. They've been here all day. This and that. They let the line just get super long. And then they they just guys blah blah blah. They did they announced it really poorly. People literally. One guy got threw a chair mm-hmm. and like cops had to tackle him and like take him out of the wow. ballpark and like people parents were cussing and screaming and like and you we guys fa- probably get residual heat from that a little bit but i think they saw how it was being handled this one was in particular really bad and they just i think we but we had some social media ba- backlash i know me and charlotte mentioned that before like sure. and it's just like it's, it's like guys come on like it's it- not never the performer's fault no. never ever so because most everybody there is always willing to go above and beyond to make sure everyone has a good experience so it's just little things i wish they would improve on like that and even with that i mean because it's difficult to run a pro wrestling show or even signing like there there's something to it you have to be organized and like we talked about this with you earlier like you were saying you're down here this week you know you feel like a dad of 25 kids of course every time and it's like so there's that and then like even the sign even something as simplistic as meeting
0: somebody like What's a shame with those access things is that they should never have that problem because whatever superstar they put there should, if they're doing an hour, two hour, three hour signing, since it's a WWE machine, they should sell out. Yeah. So they should limit the number. You know, whether it be a hundred people for an hour. I think it's realistic to meet two hundred people in two hours from from my experience. So only sell two hundred tickets. Yeah. So people can't buy and they go, oh, that's sold out. Maybe and then that way it's organized. Everybody has their receipt.
1: Meets and everyone's happy. But it just doesn't seem like. You know that would actually buyer. be a really good idea for the fan access to where they buy individual tickets and maybe they adjust, rather than buying a ticket to get in for fifty five dollars sure. and then go and buy the booklet when these guys are here at this time because obviously a guy like roman reigns who's booked in a really good way and has a really strong following he's going to get more than 200 people yeah when they know his signing is coming, where you know okay he's only here for three hours we're only doing we're only doing 200 tickets make sure he has a good pleasurable experience with each fan he could have a good pace but we're going to get through all 200 in that three hours and then you, there's you're you eliminate that having that outcome of of people being disappointed sure and because they're going to be one way or the other you're going to hurt people whether it's so you just try to just try to make it better even time wise it could ruin their a lot of these people these fans have
0: a legit schedule itinerary i'll be here for two hours i'll go to here for three hours and it you know but it also goes back to wwe hates wrestlecon they hate the fact you were telling me that i wasn't aware of this oh sure i mean i mean the whole thing now is I know the perception is like NXT super cool and we're bringing people on board and yada, yada. but the truth of the matter is they're, they're trying to control the independence. Like yeah. if you don't see that it's fucking delusional, like just like the UK tournament, they sign 20. I'm okay guys. with all this It's more bookings for the big guy in a, in a, in a way it is. It's almost like they're trying to control every single, they just, they love control. And I remember, uh, get out of here. Yeah, I mean, come on. I've- but I mean, I remember uh, they've sent, police him before and this i kind of understand i'm not i'm not i'm not against this like for people selling bootleg WWE merchandise yeah i can even get that back. no that i understand i actually that i'm there that's totally understandable but trying to reach out to the hotels and the different venues that are hosting shows or signings or things like that and basically trying to muscle them into not letting russell Khan or evo- or because there was WrestleCon, then there was stuff with Evolve going on, then there's stuff with Ring of Honor going on. But trying to get them, basically, you know, dare I say, banned, but pushed away from these places so they don't interfere with anything because they want that control. It's kind of and they gross. do that with bu- booking buildings. You said also, right? we yeah. All- uh, I've tried to book the Westchester uh, County Center, um, Civic Center, or County Center. Uh, Tommy's ran there before House of Hardcore, but outside of that, it's, it's a WWE house show building. I yeah, think it has ten thousand people. Um, in white Plains, I believe. And they have a clause in their contract where I believe it's, it's either five or six months that if WWE is there, you can't book that building six months before or six months after. Okay. So if you really look at that, you're fucked for a year. Yeah. Nobody does that. And that's that's kind of what happens with a lot of these. Not that any, and no one's trying to. No one's trying to book MSG. None of us have the money to do so. But like, what does MSG cost to book? Do you think? Uh, I've heard. I don't know if this is true or not, but I've heard uh, two hundred seventy five thousand for an event. It's
1: a book. Really? MSG. That's what I've. I've that's heard not that. impossible, though. It's 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 not. But but do you either. think if you so say you had two hundred seventy five thousand dollars, it wasn't an issue? Yeah. From an anonymous donor, mm-hmm. and you you can all of a sudden run this. Whatever wrestling show you want, there. Do you think you could turn a profit on that? How would you? Know, how long it, would you need to? Because then you're looking. You're looking at just that fucking more than a quarter. You're not even dollars. looking at your booking
0: fees yet for everybody. No talent, no advertising. Just that. That to me is just taking money and flushing out
1: toilet. And MSG's, for an independent show, that's too much. You're not even
0: even Hammerstein Ballroom, which I like, is right across the street. Granted, they only fit two thousand people cost
1: $30,000 to run. If you got then Brooklyn then Brawler, you don't think you could sell out MSG? Then there would be at least, <laughs> you know, $150,000. dollars pre alone, Pre-sell. I think you'd make your money back.
0: Fucking mind-blowing, man. Book the Brawler.
1: BooktheBrawler.com. I mean, need... <laughs> <laughs> and for everyone listening, I love the Brooklyn Brawler. We always give him a hard time. But he did shit-talk me once. I'll never forget when I was... uh me, me and old... Brawler's a very unique individual. Oh, I get, I get he very that. he has a very, very good heart. Mm-hmm. And uh everybody loves the Brooklyn Brawler. Um but he'll sometimes share stories and the same stories every week, uh for years on end. And uh but one time I was uh using the men's room. Okay. And uh old fake news Bennett, he likes to, you know, he likes his conversations with Brawler as much as anybody. And uh old Skippy was taking a shit mm-hmm. and uh brawler didn't realize i was in there and uh he was like oh oh wade oh oh ryback man what's he doing on twitter like it was something during the tweet and eat tweet delete like where i would roast the fans and he was oh he's gone and done it now and uh wade just knew i was in there and kind of kept I kept him going so is this a setup by him or he actually no was it started him? off it's just brawler didn't know I was in there but Wade knew I was so kept Wade kept pot. egging him on like oh I know like ah can you believe it? what a psycho and but bro, bro I know what a fucking psycho and like I'm just sitting in there like fucking like laughing but like at the same time getting hot brawler who's always oh man the next Ultimate War you you skip I just, just come in, just people love you and just every week and like you're the push of a lifetime and just and then all of a sudden he's just in there fucking bad mouthing me. And then I finally, I told him, oh, oh, I didn't say that. I, and he, to this day, he won't acknowledge it. He, <laughs> he acts like it never happened. I knew I knew you were in there. I, I knew. I, I knew your tennis shoes. I knew that was you.
0: He oh, didn't know great. I was in
1: there. So, uh, but it's always, always a good time. He's a good guy. So, bookthebrawler.com. <laughs> <laughs> With that, why don't we take our first break here, That's- get a little plug ski in there, and uh, we'll come back hot.
0: Hey everybody, Pat Buck here. I love soda. I really do. But the only soda I'll touch is Zevia. And I'll tell you why. While other sodas out there contain enough sugar to send you into a diabetic coma, or have artificial sweeteners like aspartame and sucralose that are linked to cancer, with Zevia, you know you're getting something natural, clean, and zero calorie. Zevia sweetened with Stevia, a miracle leaf that's naturally zero calories and 200 times sweeter than sugar. Stevia has been consumed for thousands of years in the South America, and Zevia was the first zero-calorie soda on the market to use Stevia instead of artificial sweeteners. They revolutionized a the soda game. Not only is even naturally sweetened, but their drinks contain no artificial ingredients, no artificial coloring agents, nothing fake. Plus, stop beeping at me. Plus, they're not... They're non-GMO project verified. With Zevia, you get a safe and frankly delicious soda that you and your family can enjoy guilt-free. Zevia offers 14 different flavors of soda. I like the cream soda the best. Four flavors of sparkling water, mix it with vodka, and three delicious energy drinks. I want you to try it for yourself, I really do. So here's what Zevia and I are offering for listeners of conversation with the big guy free six packs if you live in the united states or canada all you have to do is go to www.zevia.com podcast and sign up to get a free six pack in a couple weeks you'll get one in the mail once again that's www.zevia.com backslash podcast where you can sign up to get your free six pack of zevia simple as that and i guarantee you'll end up loving it enjoy the show and we're back. So we're back. We're gonna do a, a review of the week, or I'm gonna. You guys know the deal. So I, I read two, and you pick the best one, and then we'll uh, we'll go from there. Okay, this one. What do we got this week? TSS88. Positive influence is the name of the review. I used to play high. I used to play football in high school, and I was in great shape. But after graduating, I completely stopped doing anything to maintain that condition. 10 years later, and I am living an extremely unhealthy lifestyle. Everyone I know lives the same way, so it's normal to me. I started listening to your show, and you bury fat people and unhealthy people. You talk about healthy choices and options. Initially, I thought you were just a jack off, and I would never take any of this healthy advice. I thought this was positive, I think it is. But almost subconsciously, I started changing things. I started to make smarter choices with what I eat based on your tips, and I ordered some supplements that just arrived today. I have low tea. So I chose this test booster. Hope it works. My plan is to start a gym membership this weekend and start making some gains. Still early, and I haven't really improved much other than having a better diet, but I'm optimistic. I think that's thanks to just having a little positive influence in my year. I still have to do the work, but you've given me that little nudge I needed. Thanks, big guy. Oh, and Pat, It's
1: That's a very good one. review. I like that one. Are there multiple choices this week, or is that a... There's this one, and there's one more that stands out called Never Enough from
0: B.S. or Smooth 83. Okay. I originally downloaded this podcast to see what Ryback was going to say about leaving WWE and if he would address the CM Punk stuff. But after a couple of episodes, it became pretty obvious that the big guy is way more interesting of a guy than the meathead he was on TV. This is not just another uh, wrestler podcast. We hear tons of brutally honest stories and opinions about the business and the people around it. The Ryback's tales of love and even stories about him shitting his pants. Mm-hmm. I find myself downloading as soon as they go up. And I've been especially pleased the last few weeks that it ran over two hours. Keep it up, guys.
1: This podcast is great. Those are a top. I don't like how me shitting myself is becoming a theme. And I don't think I'm going to do myself any favors tonight with uh, what we're going to talk about in a little bit. But um you know, the first one I liked that the guy they're both very good reviews. I like the first one, I think, a little more. Um, both were great, though. But So, TSS 88, you've won this week. If you go ahead and email the big guy at feedmemore.com and you could have your supplement of choice with Feed Me More Nutrition in a free Feed Me More Nutrition shaker bottle, or uh, we can throw you two or three uh, El Pollo Loco gift cards if El Pollo Loco is uh, something you crave. And if you guys haven't, checked out O Pollo Loco, go ahead and check them out because oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to go into it this week, but, but you know, the deal, fuck. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, I think one of the best things about this week, I think for everybody or everyone in wrestling is, uh, just kind of hanging around reminiscing, but I found a lot of stories that, this week, a lot of stories, especially with
1: bad news. Um, can I'm I, gonna... can I mention one story I heard this week? Okay. Just, this is really random Sure, and it's, it was given to me by a pretty, pretty solid source. Okay. it was at the Hall of Fame last night and uh people are gonna sit there and think that and this is what I heard is I guess when they panned to Bill Goldberg mm-hmm. um at the Hall of Fame the crowd booed supposedly how did you see this I no, I, was I didn't I didn't see it either so this could be complete hearsay but I the guy that told me is is pretty credible and uh that supposedly he said, fuck this. I'm out of here and walked off and left. and wasn't seen for the rest of the hall of fame, but I couldn't, you can, did you hear anything about this? or No. I, it's first time I'm
0: hearing about that. It, so
1: thought. maybe that's just a story I made up because I'm bitter and angry. The, <laughs> and that will add fuel to just my, my great legacy after WWE. But I thought that was pretty funny. That's all. I also heard, uh,
0: we we're talking about the reminiscing part that, uh, not only in addition to being a WWE talent, that apparently at one point you guys had some creative ideas to launch a show post-WWE that could have been a goldmine for you. Did you Are talk? you
1: talking about me and old fake news Bennett? Uh, we were reminiscing earlier about this last night, actually, at dinner, in which uh, Mike Bucci made an appearance. Need Simon it. Dean, for everybody that that doesn't know Mike Bucci, and uh, Kevin Keenan. Um, um former wwe referee mm-hmm. and uh we were all just but this was before they got there actually we uh we had a show we uh we would always come up with like gimmick wrestlers or stuff like ned clyde was a bowler um a bowling gimmick of of mine okay that i never did but it was just in developmental you think of wacky ideas yeah i had dr Jarrell silvers where i was the mad scientist that transformed into the silverback and um Ned Clyde was my, was my bowling gimmick that where his catchphrase was steer Ike. And, uh, we picked the Titan Tron with like the, the ball rolling down the lane and, and just shattering the pins. And then Ned Clyde comes out and he throws down the big WWE ramp. He, they have the gimmick pin set up and he throws a fucking ball down every and oh, it rolls down, the rolls ramp. down the ramp and like probably misses every time. Yeah. <laughs> Let's <laughs> be honest. It's not going to be a serious gimmick. Uh, and whatnot, but out of that we had uh, a TV show idea of mine that I still do this. I'm really going to, I'm going to be pitching soon called Poop Date, and uh, with reality TV and all these different shows, and people you know, let's be honest, Poop has always been funny. It's never going to...
0: When I first heard the name, I was a little hesitant, but when you broke down what the idea is and the
1: scenario, I think that this is a million dollar idea. I, I think if this was... The right channel mm-hmm. picked this up, and I think it, I think it has legs. Uh, and Poop Date is essentially the, the star of the show is Frank Smothers, okay. um, the guy's name. And you could plug anybody into this. He, obviously, it's going to take a very special individual to, to pull this off, in which it's a blind date show um, or, or one of those looking for love. And, you know, maybe it's, it's always the same guy, though. It doesn't have to be. The guy is okay. actually could be interchangeable. All right. It doesn't have to be the same guy. Where you you go on this date situation, but the date situation is like where you're on a Ferris wheel or somewhere where you're in a in, or on a rowboat in the middle of a you know in a lake. It's all hidden cameras. Right? All hidden camera, and where you you can't get out of the date. You're not you're not just at a restaurant no. where the woman could get up and just run away where essentially Frank smothers after and it's never right away. It's after well into the date shits himself legitimately Mm -hmm. on the show and and which you then get the reaction of the woman and Frank obviously plays it off and and tries to keep the date going as long as he can. And with being in, you know, if you're here at the top of a Ferris wheel, (laughs) let's be honest, where's the woman going? Yeah. She's stuck for another 30 fucking minutes with you. So, and you get this, awkwardness captured on camera and to see if the woman really truly is into this guy. Okay. And, uh, so we would always come up with different scenarios of like what the different dates could be and where you could, where you could actually, how outrageous could we make it? But I remember the, the, uh, the slogan is, you know, you know, fall of 2018, the shit hits the fan and it's just shit the screen on the TV and it, forms into poop date and that's starring Frank Smothers. And <laughs> <laughs> the, we were talking about this this weekend at the WrestleCon convention and over dinner. And people I wonder what you know wrestlers talk about. Well we talk about poop date <laughs> and uh the different things. And from poop date which I still I'm really, really want to get launched get off. Get this off the ground. Yeah, get this yeah, off the I ground. Episode, and yeah. so if anybody out there listening has any connections Poop date, come talk to the big guy. We'll get this thing rocking and rolling. Um, but out of that, you know, old Stu Bennett brought up uh, a situation that I forgot entirely about. Was in? Did we ever talk about in WWE the promo classes? Uh, it, it was my first time hearing it the
0: other night. I was really
1: we never interested like in there it. used to be years ago during like Nexus days. Vince used to make everybody do these promo classes where, from producers to writers all the talent we would all get to the TV building you know two hours before TV mm-hmm. or an hour before you know call time uh, where call time was usually two you might get there at 12 and it would be Vince just fucking with everybody but he was you trying to teach you the essence of the promo and you know having a a strong close and a, yeah just he there were a lot of valuable lessons learned in there but you would also see him when he would pick on people and like there would be times he would call, like, Michael Hayes up to the room to call on-the-fly promo. And so like the agents had to do promos, they, too. They, aren't Anderson, and these guys, they always fucking hit a home run every single time. Really? Yeah. Like, I mean, it was—I think that they—you you saw what professionals they were when they were put on the spot, like, in front of people. But I remember for us during that period, it was a really— stressful period because you're new you're being judged Mm -hmm. how you're fucking sitting like you know what i mean like it's what you're wearing like it's just you're just being just fucking judged what
0: was the intention was it to actually make you better to kind of humiliate
1: you well so uh, something that stemmed out of that actually this was actually after my ankle injury the promo class something that happened was luke gallows who was formerly Festus and um, I can't remember at the time what he was exactly doing on, I think he was Luke Gallows on TV still. He had done the Luke Gallows. He was after the CM Punk stuff and uh, with the straight edge society and all that. And they, um, he'd cut the promo of his life in the class. I I guess I wasn't there for this, but from everything I was told standing ovation, like everybody just could not have done any better. Mm -hmm. And he was fired that week. Oh, shit. Yeah. Really? And like, yeah. So, like, nobody was like, it was, he wasn't being used great on TV. You're not good, not bad. Yeah. Kind of, but like, you would have thought that, like, that was a defining moment of maybe getting a push or of something. No, but fired and gone for years and then brought back eventually, but mm-hmm. to one of those, like, what the fuck? So that just shows you the situation. Like, it was a really stressful situation for a lot of guys, especially, I mean, anybody. If you're a producer and you go in there and, and you bomb, like, What does that do for you? Yeah. Like after, you know, you're done competing, you're done. You're not in your prime anymore. And like, it's just, it's one of those weird situations, but, uh, it brought up on the topic of poop. Um, I was skip Sheffield. I got called up into the front of the promo class and I believe my word was California. And who was running the class? Michael Hayes was running this class in okay. particular. Vince was not there; that he had something going on. And normally, he's in charge. Of Vince was, was normally there. in charge and whatnot, but Hayes was in charge one time. I and mean, I've always gotten along with Michael Hayes. Sure. But, uh, this one particular class, he—I don't know if he had a wild hair up his ass or or whatnot—but he, so my word was California, and I go up there, and I would always kind of have some promos in my head and uh, prepare a little bit, so that give. I could maybe plug in a word and sure. rather, but then there'd be times you have to improvise and whatnot. But for this particular one, they gave me California and I instantly thought of a California King bed mm-hmm. just off the top of my head. And just the week prior in Cleveland, I had an old Cleveland steamer incident where uh, old Skippy shit the bed, uh, literally <laughs> and figuratively on many nights, but uh, literally, and uh, but I was sharing a room with David Otunga. Okay. Cause then during NXT, this was during like the NXT period. And, uh, I don't know why. I think I had some amino acids that I hadn't like some new amino acids and they fucked up my stomach. Mm-hmm. And I, somewhere in the night, just shit. Like I, this is horrible. And I hate that this is, this isn't a normal theme in my life, but we talk about anything and everything on here. If you haven't been able to tell by now. And, um, I just remember me and David were like, we could joke around now. And like, we're, you know if we see each other and whatnot but at that time we're all kind of like competing against each other and like grown men and i was
0: this is nexus or like nxt nxt like and
1: uh or or beginning of nexus like i think it was that period like still though relatively like yeah we don't know we're not best friends Mm -hmm. and uh and you know just shit the bed and uh i go fuck and smelled and and like, I don't. I, I I'm missing something of this. I don't know exactly what happened, but I ended up rolling up the top like comforter and like hiding it in the bedroom, like in the middle of the night, like, okay. like, like, in, like just a little thief in the night, just tiptoeing in the room while Tonga's fucking over there asleep. And and uh, like I fucking like I I think I put it and rolled it and put it like in the corner. And I actually what happened was, and I tried to go back. I showered actually. Um, and came back and tried to go to bed and the room smelled so bad and I'm just thinking like I could pass this off as farting maybe or something I I took the quilt and put it outside down fucking the hallway (laughs) and fucking by somebody else's door (laughs) to try to cover myself so the poor maids in the morning just like oh what's this quilt doing out here But, like, if I kept it in the room, it clearly would have came back. If I go in the morning and go work out, Dave wakes up, what's that smell? (laughs) And then fucking, why is there shit all over this comforter in the corner of the bedroom? Like, that's coming back to me. I can't get out of it. So I hid (laughs) the comforter down the hall by somebody else's bedroom. (laughs) Poor. I apologize. Anyone in Cleveland, if you're in a hotel room, sorry, it was a big guy. And, but Dave never brought – I don't think he ever brought it up as far as I can remember. And I think the smell – So he of, knew what happened. No, I don't know. Oh, you don't I don't know. know. Did, <laughs> he uh, Taking that back, Yeah, I think he did know what happened uh, eventually because I think I had to tell him. David, What getting back to all this, so this promo class, I was given the word California. So California king bed is what pops in my head. And then I'm bed, 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 bed. California is irrelevant to me. Now I can tie it all into California with California King bed. And I'm like, Oh, I shit myself. I'm g-. like, so you, you are just trying to get a reaction to this promo class. Yeah, so I go up there and I, and I tell this promo about Skippy sharing a room with, with David Otunga and, and the amino acids. And, and I, and I tell the truth on the thing, but I spice it up a little bit and make it entertaining. And that, you know, it was essentially, uh, the closer of the promo, which old fake news Bennett loves to this day was old Skippy. Isn't afraid to shit the bed. Um, something along the lines of that. And, uh, I said to Dave, I think I said, sorry, like Dave, I'm sorry if you didn't know (laughs) something along the lines of like that in which day, Oh no, I knew something happened in front of the (laughs) class. He's like, I just didn't know you well enough to bring it up, um, in front of the whole like promo class. And we're, um, but everybody riders were in tears and it was home run. home run. And like, so you would think like, fuck. Yeah. I, I'm go take my seat, fucking mm-hmm. wipe the sweat off. And like, no, we do critiques and Hayes has everybody critique it and, and whatnot. And, and everybody loved it. But like you get critiques cause they're asking for critiques. So then go do it again. So which I had to go do it a second time. Now, second time's not, not quite as funny as the first yeah, time because you've heard the promo. Side and then we we do critiques again fuck and now alter the promo to the critiques do the promo the third time this time the laughs are they're still with you they're just like okay they're they're there a little but they it's not nearly what it was and uh come back critiques again go back a fourth time fucking again now we're we're getting we're getting pretty quiet it's just it's awkward mean, and like- it's just like a stressful situation like just telling this promo over and over and yeah. over and over. And then fucking who walks in the room, Vince walks in the room and like, do it again. Oh. So now I'm in a room that has just heard this shit story for too many fucking times. One time was enough okay. and, uh, it was good for one pop and it's just like a superstar coming out multiple times on the show. Mm-hmm. Eventually you've seen the seen the act and, uh, Vince is in there I do the promo again exactly you know to the critiques and everything the same punchlines the same and no laughter and just Vince was just like Ugh. like just completely like didn't get it just yep. was like oh no reaction this sucked and I alright promo class is over <laughs> and uh we just left on the note like, and so I go from this fucking euphoric ho- like home run feeling to just being ridiculed and like just, just demeaned in front of the entire class. I share this story of shitting on myself with other human beings and like, and I have their, I win them over the first time, but then it's just just rubbing the shit in and rubbing the shit in and rubbing the shit in, and they slowly turned on me and turned on me, and then finally the fucking van comes in and Vince is in there. The one time I need that reaction, I need that first time reaction. You would think we're entertainers. They would have turned it up for Vince one time for me. No. Nothing. Just crickets. Just drop. Yeah. And and like nobody told him. Nobody. Oh, that was my fifth promo on the shit topic, (laughs) Vince. No. And just was like, oh, what's wrong with this guy? And, uh, and that was it and you know i'm sorry i wasn't here this week guys next week same time and everybody we went on and then skippy went on to that glorified fucking huge push after that Ugh. so but yeah that rem- was great reminiscing about all. i'd actually forgotten about it until old fake news brought it up <laughs> a lot of good memories this honestly was probably one of the more fun weekends here oh, yeah, on the sure. independence it's great just with everything going on and being around everybody and whatnot so what else do you have for this uh what else is going on this week? I'm out of my element. Normally, I have a little bit of notes or a little bit of. Uh, For everybody listening out there, this week has been a little bit hectic with with everything going on here in Orlando. Um, we and we flew out here early this week, and we wanted to, you know, do the podcast out here but we uh this has been a very busy week WrestleCon, 7 hour signings mm-hmm. getting up by the time you get there it's been an all day thing and go 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 work out out eat work out after we've been frequenting uh the hooters a huge shout out to hooters <laughs> this week uh great wings i've been on the keto diet sure and i man oh i was so tired wrestling colt this week yeah you said like, that but like legit uh i was telling you the padding i wear those big heavy knee pads mm-hmm. the weight lifting squatting pads because when i um when I after I got that staph infection or right around that, the staph infection I banged my knee and my knee swelled. I started wearing thicker under knee pads under those red trace ones. Okay. What they do is they're really heavy. They're really constricting. They make your legs, the blood flow. If I wear them for too long, like my calves get swollen because Mm -hmm. they stop the blood flow in your legs a little bit. You're only meant for lifting essentially. What's the
0: point is because you can
1: lift people up easier. It it helps just, it's, it's stabilizing your knees and just doing power moves. And I wear the weight belt. It's like, that's the whole game. It's power wrestler. So, but I do a lot of moving out there and stuff. And especially now on the independence and the longer matches, um, my, they make your legs sometimes get heavy mm-hmm. and like you don't get blown up but you're, if you've ever wrestled you know when your legs get heavy but when I don't have those things on uh, it's so much better and you're so much lighter but I got to switch I used to wear a little thin pair of Walgreens under knee pads like mm-hmm. essentially under the trace ones just so you don't see your skin under the trace knee pads it just kind of gives you an extra little huh. s- smooth layer it's just something I've always okay. you wear like a little underneath pads for the trace ones and I'm, I think I'm going, by, I'm going to go buy a new pair this week because the padding, I, I said to you, I go, was that ring something? I go, it was really soft. It was very squishy. They made the ring just for us. I mean, the company. It was a brand new pad underneath the ring, you
0: said. And when new pads are made for the independent rings, they're so fresh. They're they're so squishy. And, yeah. Uh, and we had questions on that, too. Like, oh, what if you just do, like, cause some rings have foam. Some use actual wrestling mats over it. Uh, but the type of padding they use is, like, when it's brand new, it's not compressed at all. So it's, like, literally walking. It, it's I was
1: sinking in. It's, like,
0: a, it's a great bump. Yeah. But at the same
1: time, your footing is, like, oh, shit, I'm walking on a pillow. Yeah. And, it like, my legs got, I noticed right away after about three or four minutes. It's like sand. I, yeah. And my legs just started getting really heavy. And I'm, like, we were moving. I'm, like, what the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. And, like, like, conditioning and stuff and everything is the same. The yeah. burpee. I'm, like... And I was like, fuck and then Colt I could tell was he even said out he goes, Man, I was tired out there. Mm-hmm. And like it was just one of those I was like, Man, I gotta fucking switch the knee pads see, that thing just constricts the blood flow. That made it it was just like I never wanna no one knows and I'm fine. And like I told you, yeah, I like, didn't see it. I thought it was no, good. That's what Tommy gave me the best compliment I've ever gotten, I think. You know, Tommy Dreamer after the day after. So but it was just like I know when I was just like, Yeah, hey, I thought I was a little sluggish, different parts of it, so but yeah, I just thought that was interesting.
0: All right, so now that, now that you wrestled
1: Cabana, is there anyone else that uh, comes to mind that you'd like to wrestle? we Haven't have we brought that up a little bit before? We never really was never really big on the list before because Cody was the one that kind of did that list, right? He did. I was on that list. On the independence. Were you on that?
0: Yeah, man. We've never <laughs>
1: we've wrestled before, actually. I forgot about it. you guys had the match for WrestlePro. It was his first match. That's why. Were you the first one?
0: Of Cody's, yeah.
1: I didn't know that. That's why... Uh, in OVW. We can't wrestle each other though. I've already said it's too awkward the to, unless you're Pat Cena with, yeah. and it's just and kicking out of move after move <laughs> after move and then you go for an AA out of a high rise for on me. We wrestled a lot in OVW. Developmental. Remember that one match where it was You've actually I think you're 2 and 0 against me by the way. Really? Gorilla Man? Wait, no wait, did you uh no, I think Gorilla Man was successful. Ryback leaving the e-town, you politicked, you got to win over Ryback in e-town.
0: But you were the babyface, and for some reason, leaving the
1: territory, I don't know
0: what it was, but I got a lot of heat on you. And I guess I don't know, I felt physically like it was good, but there was such a disconnect from the crowd, yeah. And like, we're like, there's like no reaction here. And like, literally, I remember like going through it, I'm like, I don't know why this is so terrible. Like, if for some reason, while we're doing, I'm like. This is fucking terrible. For yeah, somebody. like they—it wasn't
1: believable. I guess. Well, we've gone from we've gone from a guy no selling everything, yeah. and then with the, even Blair wrestling Anthony Bravado was doing. It was like a w- bodybuilder body guy. But even then, it wasn't a lot of sell. It was coming right back, and like the matches were kept at a certain length, and like. It took the what was the thing they used with him to the, to get, fuck the ether ether to pass out 1970s and like seventies yeah. yeah and then I disappeared and went out strong and then we did one more match after before I left because Danny was get you a win because I'm leaving and whatnot and give you a little momentum on one of the house shows but we like put we should have put it together somehow better than we did like a heat yeah where like I went from not selling to like having to sell kind of like my whole run with WWE like monster Ryback and all of a sudden go to Punk and like all of a sudden just work a regular match yeah, where it's a disconnect. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we did that. I'll never forget it. It was hilarious, but I remember putting over old busk buckski there before I left the territory. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a few guys out there. I think I would want to wrestle because apparently what I'm doing doesn't create enough buzz. And apparently, with, uh, you're not in. And one of the reasons why I can get booked, it, hopefully I new Japan or ring of honor, or PWG, you know, I could start doing something, but, uh, there's a few guys, guys like uh, Kenny Omega. I think I'm going to put on the big guys list mm-hmm. uh, of who I would like to wrestle. Zack Saber Jr. Okay, um, is another one. Trying to think, who else were we talking about earlier? Gosh, I, I that came up, and then I started talking about the New Japan stuff, and I kind of we, we old, did, old, which we'll get into. Um, I think um, Cody, I think is a guy. who's uh who's doing decent that eventually our paths not yet not anytime soon i hope not for your sake because you're gonna be in pure hell with that i'd wake up who gets the bigger spot on the poster and his graphic is one eighth bigger than mine oh you're gonna be in hell over the two of us uh which we laugh at but i know you just will be miserable totally i'll totally be miserable um oh that (laughs) but man what a match um there's some. Of, there's a few other guys out there. Who are some of the bigger Japan's? Trent Barreta is actually another guy. I would like to wrestle old Trent again. Yeah, yeah sure. That's um, awesome. I think having Trent on the list and um, that's four right there. Do we have five? Who do? You, who would you like to see me wrestle? If oh, I, you, don't, I don't. You're part of the
0: show, Pat. You're supposed to. Oh no, I don't have anything. And you know, I just know that lately my job has been trying to uh, avoid avoid the bigger guys out there because well you put me in there with the, the
1: monsters of the United States ending your career <laughs> just con slowly killing the big guy taking bump after bump and just but it's I got my I got my standard big guy match now that, sure. I, that I could pull out my go to's on these and whatnot but it's just it's uh, <laughs> you know these 400 pounders are slowly just chip away at the big guy Eventually, just be the medium guy on the independents. Michael Elgin's always... Michael Elgin? Elgin, yeah. Elgin's always uh, been a guy. I know he's sent some messages in the past and whatnot. That would probably be a matchup some some old power wrestling fans would like to see Mm -hmm. and whatnot. But those are the top guys that come off the top of my head um, on the independents that uh, I would like to get in the ring with and uh, showcase my talent with. Okay. Are you falling asleep on me on the show. No, I'm trying to think about what to say next. We've really been thrown off this week.
0: Not to throw off. I think we're just about thinking. Japan? Of... I was kind of waiting on the New Japan stuff. That's, yeah, that's kind of. I think I... we're
1: all waiting just to go out tonight and meet up <laughs> with everybody. And can I get to that story? Because that—that was a segue. I today.
0: actually think you should. I think people would want to okay, hear this. So I wasn't falling asleep. I was trying to figure out how to segue into this <laughs> because in our small circle of friends, um, you know, people kind of everyone know you would be a good fit for New Japan that's that was heard, based on them. people that were successful there in the past. Yeah. Um, You know, with going even re- recently within the last five, like Baldo was a big thing. Baldo and you're talking
1: Matt Bloom, Tensei. Yeah. yeah. It was,
0: from what I've gathered was the most successful uh, jin that ever went over there. Okay. That, that like, as far as houses, like was just ultra successful. So people assume like, Oh, he'd be a good fit. Now there have been, we heard, rumblings through friends of ours that are over there like oh they're interested in things that happened um a story got back to me recently and i won't say where it came from but uh through people that work in the new japan office okay that you know oh well one of the reasons is we don't just want to we don't want to put up with this attitude and by, by you're talking about me I'm talking about you. okay so i originally said months ago because i i there's only, like I said, there's one direct link to the new Japan office. From what I gather, things have changed actually recently with another American on board, but there's only one guy that kind of is the go-to between American and new Japan. Yeah. Um, and he's actually friends of a person I consider a friend and his wife, uh, about maybe two or three months after after uh, you didn't you know you went your your ways and did your own thing, I kind of reached out and said, "Hey, I'm just you know seeing uh, if if you guys want to set up a talk or if there's any anything going on there." And he told me this story. He was vehement, like just completely crazy against it, almost fuck him, blah 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 blah. Yeah, because of a story that
1: happened between you and this one guy. and I, I won't say his name. I don't know. I mean, I don't. It's, I can I know the incident you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, but like I don't mention his name. Okay, that's fine. Don't mention it. And I, his, don't, I don't. know it.
0: Buddies with the guy. The, the guy. I mean, everyone knows who Hitorius. So okay. He's very close with him. Yeah. Now he told me, this, you know, and it, it was it wasn't even just like he didn't even enter. I mean, he was brutally honest about it from his perspective. But it was almost a story where, where when he got back to me, I was almost like chill out, man. One, this is my friend, but two, like you're putting this, it sounded like you did this crazy, horrible thing. Yeah. And I actually
1: now think that since time has passed and there hasn't been much communication that there's, they're the one place that there really hasn't been Yeah. everywhere else we've, we've talked with everywhere else that they've reached out and whatnot. And, and for like, the person that said that the, yeah. the office or the attitude comment, it's coming from a person
0: who's actually a very cool individual yeah. that wouldn't normally say things like that. So he clearly is repeating what he heard from someone which yeah. is why I kind of want to bring up the story okay
1: and you know so that the incident you're talking about was at a WWE TV I believe and and something did happen and but so someone obviously is only telling a portion of the story mm-hmm. and I remember the specific incident as got TV was almost done and I had already done my my stuff on the show and we had a long drive that night and I always drive alone. Yeah. So, like, I, get, I was allowed to get out of there and hit the road and whatnot because sometimes we have four or five, six hour drives. We had a particularly long drive this night. Mm-hmm. So, I'm trying to get out of there. I think the show had about an hour left or maybe an hour and 15 minutes left or something. And mm-hmm. I'd got done and got ready and they it was cool to go, got the clear to go. And I go to leave, I get in my car, go to get to my car outside in the parking, the talent parking lot. And a car blocked, parked directly behind me and blocked me in and didn't leave their keys in the car, which is, like, a huge... No, no, yeah. No, no. no. Like, we, WWE, like, we, if you ever park behind anybody in a parking lot, you leave your keys in the car. There's security usually out there. And it's just a common-sense thing to do. Well, whatever this particular car was, a car of guy extras, mm-hmm. of guys who were just extras that day or whatnot. And they... So I got stuck out there for, like, an hour and... 20 minutes, I would went inside. I told WWE security, This is the car. They tried asking around, but it was extras and nobody, yeah. and they're they just whatever they're doing, watching the show somewhere. And no, they apparently never heard. So I have to go just sit out there and wait for the show to get over and whatnot. And, and it's just so I'm angry now because, mm-hmm. and when they come out, the guys came out to their car and I was out there waiting for them. And I cut a promo on them, mm-hmm. rightfully so, and yeah. I fucking ripped them apart. And the guy, like, and that was that. And then they fucking moved, and then I drove to the next town. Like, so that guy, whoever you're talking about, Mm -hmm. was one of those guys in that group. So he took whatever and doesn't tell the whole story of how they blocked, and they were wrong in the situation of doing that, and that, oh, you know what, we were wrong, and we should have apologized, and no, you didn't do any of that. You were just assholes and blocked me in and cost me an hour being on the road when I had to go drive five hours. Mm -hmm. So, like, and that's anybody who's a WWE superstar at that time, whatever, you know, they would have got the same promo. Mm-hmm. Like you just don't do that shit. So, and that's what exactly 100% would happen. So, and then that guy took that and then ran with it, whatever that, cause he got all butt hurt yeah. that he did something wrong. And rather than manning up and like, Oh, I was a fucking idiot. I shouldn't have blocked a car in from behind who anybody who knows anything about parking a parking lot. Like, you don't do that. Sure. It's just common sense. So, um, and that was the situation. Yeah, when I, first, when I first heard it, I was actually
0: like, kind of like, okay, I get, you know, but I, I didn't believe that something like that would uh, eh, sway people in a certain direction. Yeah. But now, just putting together when I start hearing things, I'm like, oh, shit, that, now that kind of makes a lot of sense. I
1: actually believe that to be the reason. I really do. Yeah, and I don't know. It it is, that would be stupid if it is, wrestling. but yeah, people. That's how stories me. and people turn things and you know twist them. And if he's is that guy in a position of power over there? Or? But uh, no,
0: but like they have a healthy relationship with. It's a very limited. New Japan is a very limited relationship with anyone in the states. Yeah, um, they actually have a very good one, and there there may be only a handful of that there, but it's a direct. Ear to someone like you know, and they said in that conversation, "I will do everything I can to block that from happening." Like oh, that, really? It was that. It was that heated. Where I was like, "Look, I'm not just representing. i like, this is my friend here. Like, you like, yeah, I come and I'm like, all right, like this happened. And then I went to you and I asked you, and you gave your version. And, and I never talked. I, we never talked since about yeah me with that guy. And um, oh, I would tell you if there was anything too that I like. It was no. You told me flat out. You go, this is what happened. Yeah. Okay, that makes. Total sense on 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 both accounts, like so.
1: But it was it was just a thing. I was
0: like wrestling so fucking crazy, like that.
1: You would I think just, they would at least reach out to get there. You know what I mean? Like rather than, but that's what happens sometimes. Because there's so. been people in
0: a lot, especially all the guygens that have, have said most people that are the Americans working there,
1: like have vouched they want you there. Yeah, you know what I mean. So no, and I said I, I'm not, and I obviously don't want to go over for any like significant period of time. But to go over there regularly, or sure. f- I would like to go over there and be able to to wrestle and, and be competitive with some of the guys over there and whatnot. Um, because I think it, it would it would I think a lot of people are interested in that and whatnot. And I think my style would do really really well over there and and draw really well at that. So, but it's you know I think with the right time to everything, you know everything works. It, out. I mean, life is beautiful right now and yeah. great. That's a lot of the like, people at the WrestleCon. It was. Uh, Actually this was a, a a true story from your WrestlePro show. Um one of the one of the referees in WWE um actually swung by the show and oh, yeah. uh he just goes, Man, it's so great to see you so happy. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even realize I wasn't even like he just goes, he goes you just you just look way happier than that last year on the road mm-hmm. and whatnot. And uh and we had a really positive conversation and it's just, you know, and, and just fans, and it's great interacting with them. And they're the one thing we get is, I miss you on TV. So, and I always, and it's hard when kids tell you that because they don't, I don't understand the intricacies of everything going on yeah. and, um, and whatnot. But like the adults get it when you just look, I'm happy right now, it was mm-hmm. the best thing I've ever did. And, and you know, they're, they're okay with that, but they go, Well, we hope you you know, someday and whatnot, but I'm just, I'm, I'm happy guys. So, sure. and, and life goes on and, and we're on bigger and better things right now. So,
0: you know, it's one thing I think we have to talk about that we what's kind of discovered recently, you know, with the whole scandal that broke recently, I think you had some insight or some like really revealing information. You're
1: the one that knows about it. I'm going to let you talk about it. Yeah. know. I think this is something that, you know, a lot of people have, uh, brought up and it was a very serious matter. You know, we, we gave our opinion on it and, um, the whole page situation and all that with the whole hacking and whatnot. But, uh, one of the questions, a lot of the people, a lot of the fans had was that there was a, apparently another cameraman that was not Not in the shot, not seen. There were a lot of questions and that like, who was the fourth, person in that room yeah and i just want to sit there and say i have that information i know who the fourth person was and right here right now i'm going to go ahead and share that information because i think the like we've always given the we've given the dirt we're not afraid to say anything sure. on the show so with that being said i'm just the fourth person in that room can i have some decorum please I'm afraid I've got some bad news. You filthy peasants have had far too much entertainment for free for one week, and I'm calling time on this podcast right now. Thank you very much.
0: The period of civil war has ended. It's definitely an improvement and totally not a lateral move. Join Ambassador Plek Dexeter and his intrepid crew as they explore astounding new worlds, discover their heroic destinies, and meet weird bug creatures and stuff. This
1: is Mission to Zix.
0: Mission to Zix, an improvised science fiction podcast. That's CYXX, launching September 6th.